This is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to get the work you want. Find Your Dream Job is brought to you by Top Resume. Top Resume has helped more than 400,000 professionals land more interviews and get hired faster. Get a free review of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. It's never easy to learn that an employer has chosen another candidate. And sometimes, getting this bad news can affect your job search and your career. Larnell Vickers is here to talk about how to bounce back from rejection. He's a career coach, executive recruiter, and leadership consultant. Larnell helps you make career moves that increase your income, impact, and influence. He joins us from New York City. Well, let's dive into it, Larnell. Let's start with the rejection. How often are you likely to experience rejection during a job search? Yes, that's a great question. Um, And I'm glad we're having the conversation on today here because you're most likely going to experience rejection quite a bit. And so it's all about how we're going to manage it when it comes up. Uh, in a lot of different ways, uh, from ghosting to being rejected to things not working out. And so it's going to happen quite a bit. So, yes, definitely great question. Excited to dive in for today. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to exploring this, too, because we all experience it during a job mm-hmm. search. I, uh, we get those letters and, and phone calls that we would rather not receive. And I, I'm curious, Lerna, in your work with your clients, do you find that some kinds of rejection are harder than others when you're looking for work? Yes, for sure. So a couple of things that we've been seeing happening quite a bit is one, ghosting. So when you're having that interview and they say, hey, I'm going to get back with you within two weeks, or when you're applying, you just don't hear back. And so that is definitely a form of rejection of just not having that closure and so we're actually seeing that happen quite a bit. I think with not having that closure, it's tough to sometimes deal with. And so I definitely think about that form of rejection and how for us to best work through that. Uh, and of course, with, with not getting that email uh, saying you're not moving forward or also that phone call that you're moving forward uh, is tough as well. But I would say for a lot of my clients and what we're just seeing right now in the industry around just ghosting and people just not hearing back uh, at times. I have to ask, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Why do employers do this, Larnell? Mm. I I have candidates ask me that all the time. Yes, for sure. For sure. I do think so. I've been a recruiter. Uh, I've recruited for over 10 plus years. I've seen the in-house of companies and how this works. And it varies in terms of how the ATS system, applicant tracking system is set up. It varies in terms of the staffing for the recruitment team of how many recruiters might be uh, placed on X amount of roles within the company. And as well as just the values of the company and what they're actually, how they're operating as a company. And some companies just don't value um, in terms of the recruitment process or making sure they're getting back with every single person or how they're communicating with folks. And so it varies across the board. And unfortunately, it seems to be that uh, for a lot more companies, it's where 
they don't have the bandwidth or uh, they're just not prioritizing it as a need to ensure that every single person, regardless if it's an automatic email or a follow through an actual human being, a recruiter, uh, that that's just not being prioritized. And so I do think that is important for you, right, for the, the candidate. How do you manage that? And how do you navigate that when that does happen? And in your experience as a recruiter, how do you see most people react to rejection when they're looking for work? Yeah. So a lot of times we first take it personal as if it's myself and I did something wrong or I said the wrong thing. And a lot of times we can have it to be the case that we're interviewing and then we replay that interview in our thoughts over and over and over time and time again, wishing we said it this way or, you know, reposition the way we answer that question. And I would say this, that in a lot of cases, there's so many factors that go on behind the scenes that have nothing to do with you as a candidate. In terms of your qualifications and skill sets and you being and you being able to do the job, in most cases, you probably can do the job. <laughs> uh, there's probably no doubt about that, but the fact of there's so many other variables from when you think about the team in-house, like what's the composition of that team? Do they need a certain type of person with a certain skill set to be placed in that role? Who's a team leader and what's the vision that team leader has for that particular team? Or also in terms of multiple candidates who actually have the background and have the skill set, who do you go with? Who do you advance? And so you have to get into the nuances of personality or the culture of the team or what's going to be the best fit at that time. And so a lot of times candidates do take it personal as if they're not qualified or as if they said the wrong thing. Uh, and again, coming from a recruiter, <laughs> I've done this work for a long time. Um, sometimes there's, there's other factors beyond oneself uh, that go into rejection and not moving forward in the process. If you're a finalist for a candidate, you'll often receive a phone call um, telling you that uh, another person has been chosen. Do you recommend asking for feedback in that conversation about why you didn't get the job? Yes. Ask for feedback every single time. And again, it goes back to the company's culture that um, I believe that for anyone that's been a finalist, that recruiter or hiring manager should have a conversation to share the feedback with that candidate. That candidate has invested a ton of time. The company has invested a ton of time. And so it's really important just to share that feedback and have that conversation. Um, I do say just on the candidate standpoint, always just to build that relationship over the time so that the recruiter really is willing and able to give you that feedback because of the relationship that you built over time. But definitely ask for it. Again, as we talked about at the start of the conversation, it's not uncommon to hear no a lot when you're looking for work. Uh, and often people will get discouraged. Can uh, recruiters and, and employers tell if a candidate has experienced a lot of rejection when they either through their application materials or perhaps can they tell in a, uh, in a job interview? I wouldn't say that a company or recruiter or hiring manager could, could tell someone who's gone through a lot of rejection. I would say, though, that based upon your responses or how you respond to certain questions, let's just say, for example, you've been in the job marketplace for a while now and you've been interviewing for a while now and you have not landed a role. 
right? That can point to the fact of there might be some rejection there. But again, I really do believe that has nothing to do with the company or the recruiter, but more so about you as a candidate, how you show up, how you respond, uh, how you position your answers so that you come off as very confident in oneself in the responses. Well, let's talk more about that, how to share, show that confidence. And, and let's turn to your tips for how to bounce back from rejection. Um, your first recommendation, Larnell, is to know your work and value. What, what do you have in mind here? Yes, yes. I love this. This is number one. Know your work and know your value. You have to know this, that regardless of the rejection, regardless of the challenges, the ups and downs, the obstacles that come your way, know who you are, know your skill set, the talent, the ability that you have, and know the outcome, the impact that you generate in any setting, in any company, in any role that you hold. And it's sometimes important to ground yourself in that. Um, and that could just be in terms of like uh, recommendations that you've received, accolades that you've received, feedback that colleagues have shared with you. Read those notes. Go back to those emails. Look at those recommendations that you've received just to kind of bring you back into remembrance of who you are, your power, that magical aspect of just who you are and what you bring to the table to keep you grounded. So that when you're going into the interview process, you are standing on two feet grounded in yourself of who you are and what you bring to the table and what you deliver every single time. And so I really encourage folks on that. So when you get the rejection, just know that it's that role was not for you and that there will be a better opportunity that will come down the road because of knowing that you're confident in yourself and you know that what's for you is for you out there in the world. Well, this is terrific. Larnell, we're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, stay with us. Larnell Vickers will continue to share his advice and how to bounce back from rejection. Are you ready to update your resume, but not sure how to start? The experts at Top Resume can help. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. Top Resume will review your resume for free. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. A top resume writer will give you tips you can use to fix your resume right away. Or you can hire Top Resume to rewrite your resume for you. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. Now, let's get back to the show. We're back in the MaxList studio. I'm talking with Larnell Vickers. He's a career coach, executive recruiter, and leadership consultant. Larnell helps you make career moves that increase your income, impact, and influence. And he joins us from New York City. Well, Larnell, before the break, we were talking about how to bounce back from rejection. We're going through a list of tips that you use with clients that uh, you help. Uh, And the second one on your list uh, for how to bounce back from rejection is to have a healthy relationship to rejection. How do you do this, Larnell? Yeah, no, for sure. So one is I think that rejection is healthy. Um, it actually builds resilience. It builds grit. It builds perseverance. And I think we do a lot of learning through rejection. And so I do teach and coach around embracing rejection because there's so much good learning 
so much good reflection that can happen when we go through rejection. On top of that, around how do we respond to rejection? How do we show up in the face of being rejected? Things not working out or going according to plan. And so we get a chance to reflect on that as well and to really say, okay, is this working for me or is this not working for me? And so what's the path where I want to take going forward that's going to really empower me so that I stay in the game and I keep myself moving forward in this job search to land this role? And so I do really encourage folks to really look at rejection as not a bad thing. It's a neutral thing and you get a chance to really See how you show up in it and how you respond to it and how you actually allow it to be fuel for you to keep you moving forward every single time. What happens, Larnell, if you don't do that kind of reflection, if uh, you don't ask yourself those kinds of questions? Do you find that people start telling themselves um, stories about what happened? Yes. And so a couple of things that I was sharing earlier, that rejection is a neutral event. We put meaning to the event itself, and then we make stories about ourselves or about other people that create feelings. And sometimes the feelings can be feelings of, uh, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not capable. And so to just to know that those stories are, of course, just stories, they're not real, they're made up, um, they're fake. And so you get a chance to really reprogram or reframe the event itself. And so if you were rejected to really reframe it, and this is like one of the popular ones, I love this one around it just not being that opportunity for you, but that you have another opportunity for you out in the world. Or that if you were to take the opportunity, it wouldn't probably be the best fit for you at that point in time in your career. And so to really find a role that's going to be the right fit or the people there are actually not going to be the people that are going to bring the best out of you. And so really being able to find the culture fit, that's going to be the right fit for you on both ends. And so really thinking about how you want to reframe um, and how you want to re- reprogram the ways of how you're thinking about situations when it comes to rejection so that you just feel empowered. Ultimately, it, that's the goal, right? We just want to make sure that you feel empowered to keep getting up and to keep moving forward. Is this work you can do on your own or do you recommend someone talk to a friend or family member or colleague as they think through what happened and and what they want to do next? Yeah, I recommend both. I say this is work that you can do on your own by having affirmations uh, to really reaffirm for yourself who you are in the world, as well as being able just to share your thoughts, share your feelings with a coach, with a friend, family, or colleague just to be able to process the feelings and emotions and so you can get it out and then you can then move forward. So I really recommend both. Uh, I know some folks just journal, uh, some folks just go for walks. And so whatever's going to really support you just to get clear headed and so that you can really get grounded back into the work that needs to get done uh, to really approach it in that way and to, to go about it and just like both, right? The work you can do on your own as well as with others. Are there any journaling prompts or affirmations that you found to be effective to help with this kind of reflection that's going to help you um, get those stories out of your head as well as develop the the grit and resilience that you're going to need uh, to succeed? Yes. So I think one of the prompts can be, what am I learning in this moment? Who am I being and how am I showing up in this moment? And what's the one action I want to take for myself going forward? So those are some of the prompts you can use. I would say keep it simple. It doesn't have to be, 
elongated. It can be really just short, brief, and to the point. And then once you actually just get your thoughts on paper, read through them, right? Really be with them, process, and then move forward. Another recommendation you have for bouncing back from rejection is to understand that your journey is your journey. What do you mean by this, Larnell? Yes, yes. Every single person in this world has a journey, has a story. And to know that the story that you're going through, the journey that you're going on, is going to have ups and downs, um, challenges and obstacles. That's just going to be a part of your story. And so sometimes we can look to our left or right and see other people's stories. And in most cases, what happens is that we see the successes. We go on LinkedIn and we see that person land a role. We see that person getting promoted, but we don't know the, the journey. We don't know the challenges. And so to really have it to be the case that we're not so much looking to our left or right, we're just owning our journey. We're owning the experience, all the experiences that come along with this journey, the good, the bad, all the in-between, because all of it is really for your good. It's, it's in your favor uh, because it creates character, creates um, boldness and courageousness uh, and grit and perseverance in ways that you wouldn't have obtained unless you went through that experience. And so to really be, be with your journey, be so present to it, so that you can really own it and experience all that's for you within your journey. How do you do that though, Larnell? I mean, it's, I, I agree. It's important to recognize that while you're experiencing reverses and uh, adversity here, there, it does help uh, you create, help create character and other qualities. But in the moment, what have you seen work with people who are, are, looking and trying to understand their journey and own it. Are there practical tips you recommend or exercises that can help? Yeah. So one of the things, and I don't think we've, we've gotten to this yet, but community support structures is key. I think a lot of times people go on this journey uh, looking to find the next role on their own, and that doesn't have to be the case. And so to really allow yourself to get connected, to get plugged in with others, to join community groups so that people can really speak life into you. People can encourage you. People can get you back in remembrance of who you are and what's next for you. And so it's not just you doing that for yourself, but also people that know and care for you can also support in doing that for you as well. Well, it's been a terrific conversation, Larnell. Now tell us what's next for you. Yes. Yeah, so um, a couple of things here is uh, we have the Career Journey, which is our community group. And so if you go to the careerjourney.co, uh, CEO at the end, uh, we're looking to continue to build and grow that work. We've been doing career coaching, uh, recruitment, recruitment consulting work and events and experiences for a very long time now. And so we launched that last year and we've been continuing to grow that over the course of time. And so it's been a wonderful group. Um, continuing to grow group and we have different speakers, recruiters, coaches, energy leaders. Um, one of the things I know that's true for me is that I really value community. And so it's so cool to see, see that come alive. Well, that's terrific. And I know listeners can learn more about uh, that group as well as your other services by visiting your website, larnellvickers.com. And that you also encourage listeners to connect with you on LinkedIn. If they reach out to you there, I hope they'll mention they heard you on Find Your Dream Job. Now, 
Larnell, given all the great advice you've shared today, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember about how to bounce back from rejection during a job search? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, is to keep moving forward. One step in front of the other. Even when you are feeling down, even when you don't know what might be next or what's going to happen for you, to know that it will all come together if you allow yourself just to take one step foot in front of the other and to continue to move forward. Uh, I would say that, and I share this with my clients all the time, is turning small wins into medium-sized wins into bigger-sized wins that's going to tee you up for success to then land a role. And so allow yourself to be with the process, even if there's just small wins or bigger wins along the way, to really be with the process by moving forward so you can experience these wins along the way to be teed up for success to then have that interview to then land a role. Make sure you never miss an episode of Find Your Dream Job. Subscribe to our free podcast newsletter. You'll get information about our guests and transcripts of every show. Go to maxlist.org slash newsletters. Again, that's maxlist.org slash newsletters. Next week, our guest will be Karen Sharp Price. She's a certified professional coach who helps you get a career you can love. Karen also hosts the Sharp HR Career Corner. It's a podcast about different career journeys. You know you need a LinkedIn page. And you also know that you can't set it and forget it. Join us next Wednesday when Karen Sharp Price and I talk about how to use LinkedIn strategically in your job search. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job. This show is produced by MaxList. Susan Thornton Hoff schedules our guests, and writes our newsletter. Lisa Kislin-Berry Anderson manages our social media. Our sound engineer is Matt Fiorillo. Ryan Morrison at Podfly Productions edits the show. Dawn Mole creates our transcripts, and our music is by Freddie Trujillo. This is Mac Pritchard. See you next week. <laughs>